Given the developments in the grand jury, do you believe that special counsel Jack Smith is close to a charging decision? I would think they'd want to do it before the end of the year. Uh, and, um, you know, it could be in the, later in the summer or in the fall, you know, would be the earliest I would expect it. And why that timing? Well, because if they're close, if they're close to a decision, I think the process of, you know, reviewing that and socializing it with the attorney general and so forth uh, and buddy, buttoning it up uh, would probably take that long. That's right, my fellow patriots. You have Bill Barr predict, uh, predicting that in August, Trump will be indicted or September by the ridiculous, Ill illegitimate, really, special counsel Jack Smith. Why do I say illegitimate? Well, let's see. Jack Smith was is a political operative, not doing a real investigation, trying to indict President Trump, put into position by Merrick Garland of the Department of Justice, who is a political operative of a fake president, Joe Biden, who was not duly elected in 2020, the true winner of that presidential contest, if you will, in 2020 was by far President Trump, but they rigged the election in favor of Potato Joe, and here we are. So now, A.G. Bill Barr telling Catherine Herridge of CBS that given how long things take, he says that around August or September, President Trump will be indicted. Why does he say how long will it take? Well, all the signs are there that they are working on indicting President Trump and his experience twice as Attorney General. He's giving us a time frame based on that. Hmm, that's interesting because if we go over to Atlanta, we are now seeing that the Georgia uh, prosecutor, Fannie Willis, is hinting that her grand jury will unseal Trump indictments in August as well. I'm sure there's no coordination, I'm, and I'm sure it's a coinkydink. Last month, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis said she will announce this summer whether she will charge Trump with crimes in the investigation into Trump's effort to challenge Georgia's 2020 presidential election results. Fannie Willis told the Fulton County Sheriff to prepare for increased security at the Fulton County Courthouse between July 11th and September 1st. Now, why are we saying August? Well, it appears that she ex she's expecting the grand jury to unseal the indictments in Trump in, in August. Why is that? The New York Times is reporting that Willis has asked judges in a downtown Atlanta courthouse not to schedule any trials for the first three weeks in August. So we've got Jack Smith looking like August or September indicting President Trump at the same time that President Trump is being indicted by Fannie Willis in Fulton County, Georgia. Now, we know they're going to indict Trump. No one's scared to do it now, now that Alvin Bragg did it, even though he did it by, by elevating misdemeanors as felonies because those misdemeanors were carried out in the attempt to hide a crime. Therefore, he elevated it to a felony. 
but it's not telling us the underlying crime by which he was able to use the legal maneuvering to elevate those misdemeanors to felonies. In other words, they don't really have to have a case to go after President Trump. Now think about this. Indictment in New York, indictment in Fulton County, and indictment at the federal level. This is all meant to keep President Trump off of the ballot and usher in who? Usher in if the rhinos and Republican uh, establishment and, of course, the Democrats, you know, they're all colluding together on this, really, quite honestly. They're hoping it'll be Ron DeSantis. Well, we now have another shakeup. Senator Tim Scott is throwing his name in the hat, has thrown his name in the hat into the GOP candidate pool with his 2024 presidential race announcement. Low country, I'm reading here from local news in South Carolina, of which uh, Senator Tim Scott is from. Low country native Senator Tim Scott has officially filed to run for president in 2024. He filed with the Federal Elections Commission Yesterday morning, Friday morning. By the way, it's Saturday. This is a weekend edition of BCP Unfiltered. Big hug to all of y'all. I am so appreciative of your love and support. And if you're thirsty, make sure you stay hydrated. You know, there's different methods you can use to stay hydrated. Different things you can drink. And different uh, vessels you can use to store your liquid in as you consume that hydrating liquid. South Carolina is used to having a front row seat to presidential politics as a state that holds the first primary in the South. Scott's announcement, though expected, is already shaking up the face of the Republican nomination. No, not really. Not really. Of course, we also know that DeSantis is going to announce very shortly his candidacy for president. Now, why would Tim Scott and DeSantis and Chris Christie, as we talked about yesterday? Now, I'm talking about Chris Christie. When I went back in the video, I think I spent a little bit too much time perhaps talking about Chris Christie. But it wasn't a Chris Christie, if you listen to what I was talking about yesterday. It's not Chris Christie we're talking about. I was talking about the establishment, Chris Christie, as he represents the establishment rhinos, the establishment Republicans. And what they're trying to do. Chris Christie is just the name that represents what they're trying to do. And I want to get into that a little bit here. Because DeSantis, as great as a governor he is, is leaving a very bad taste in the mouth of MAGA and America First. Many people feel he'd be a great presidential candidate in 2028. But what are the whisperers, what, are, what is the establishment telling both Tim Scott and DeSantis? They're telling DeSantis and Tim Scott and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley that Trump can't win, that he may not be in the ballot, that he, that he may be in jail, that with all these indictments, he is not going to be able to be the president in 2025. Check this out. This is the New York Times reporting. 
Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida all but declared his presidential candidacy on Thursday afternoon, telling donors and supporters on a call that only three credible candidates were in the race and that only he would be able to win both the Republican primary and the general election. Who are the three viable? Well, it should be obvious, according to Ron DeSantis. Quote, you have basically three people at this point that are credible in this whole thing. Biden, Trump, and me. And I think of those three, two have a chance to get elected president. Biden and me, based on all the data in the swing states, which is not great for former president, for the former president, and probably insurmountable because people aren't going to change their views of him. We've got a lot to unpack here, folks. Have a seat. First of all, DeSantis said this to a call with his top donors organized by the super PAC supporting him never back down. In other words, rhino establishment Republicans that want business as usual pre-Trump. These are not people that have we, the people, the voters, the constituents, those who vote Republicans, they don't have our best interests at heart, these folks. This is the swamp that he's talking to. Okay, DeSantis believes that in an honest, open, and fair election that Biden even has a snowball's hell and chance of beating Trump just tells you that DeSantis, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. Screw Ron DeSantis. If this is true, innocent to proven guilty, but if this is true, if we find out that this is true, that this is really how DeSantis feels, I'm not supporting his ass in 2028. I am never going to be a DeSantis guy. Because as great as a governor he is in Florida, he is truly entrenched into the establishment Republican Party. And guess what? He's an ignoramus and a dumbass because they're going to, if they have their way, they're going to try to screw President Trump out of the primary win of the Republican Party just to fail, just to set up DeSantis to lose to Biden in a rigged 2024 general election. And guess what? Ron DeSantis does not have the balls, does not have the brass pair, does not have the cojones, does not have the chutzpah to fight back against the deep state. He is going to fall in with the swamp. Let's not forget that Ron DeSantis, when he was in D.C. as a legislator, even though he wasn't there very long, wasn't very memorable. Did you hear of Ron DeSantis before President Trump backed him to be governor of Florida? No. He was essentially unremarkable, except for the fact that he was a Trump supporter and a vocal one at that. Now, James, BCP, you're being very harsh. He was a new guy. Really? You've heard of Lauren Boebert. You've heard of Marjorie Taylor Greene. They were newbies that made a lot of noise. You hear about uh, Paulina. Uh, why, why is her full name escaping me? Over in Florida. Freshman. You heard of uh, no longer there. Um, oh, what's his name? Why am I? I'm drawing blanks, folks. I'm drawing blanks on this Saturday. Uh, Madison Cawthorn. These are all newbies. You've heard of them. They made noise. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
did did Ron DeSantis stand out as a freshman legislator before President Trump backed him to be governor? I'm hearing crickets on my side of the microphone, which of course I always do because I'm in a studio by myself. But you know what I'm saying. If you're outside of Florida, you probably don't remember Ron DeSantis before he ran for governor of Florida. And the only reason why he won is because President Trump backed him. Now, I'm not saying that Governor DeSantis should sit out 2024 out of allegiance for President Trump. I don't believe in blind allegiances. I don't. I'm going to vote for President Trump and I'm solidly on the Trump train given all of President Trump's foibles, mainly him surrounding himself with people that are trying to stab him in the back because President Trump is a proven is a proven leader and a doer and MAGA and America first. He was an unknown in 2016. A lot of people didn't vote. A lot of you didn't vote for President Trump in 2016. I know this. A lot of you voted for President Trump while holding your nose. Not me, folks. I went and saw President Trump in spring of 2016. I decided to be on the Trump train and I volunteered making phone calls from Southern California to voters in Florida and Nevada consider swing states to have them, Republicans, calling for Republicans and telling them, look, go out and vote for President Trump. He can beat Hillary Clinton. And guess what I heard time and time and time again? I'm voting for President, I'm voting for Donald Trump for President. Or I've already voted and I voted for uh, Donald Trump when I was making the calls uh, on the day before the election. In 2016, most of the voters I spoke to on the Republican side were already going to vote for Donald Trump. Yeah, we're supposed to believe that he can't win in 2024. Let's just make this huge assumption. Let's make this huge assumption that 2020 wasn't rigged. It was rigged. Joe Biden is the president because they certified a rigged election and he was sworn in. Let's just assume that all of that is, let's just assume that 2020 wasn't rigged. You're going to tell me that the stark contrast between President Trump in 2017 to January 20th, 2021, compared to the absolute foobar screwery that we have gone through with one Joe, uh, Joe, uh, Joe, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., the stark contrast that we can see between Trump and and Biden still isn't enough for even the most low IQ and dumbass American not to see the difference and not no longer want Biden and put up with his mean tweets and his unpresidential characteristics. You're going to tell me that even dumb Americans would rather pay more taxes, send money to Ukraine, have an open border, lose their jobs if they're, you know, low skilled or unskilled labor to illegal aliens then go back to the good old times of Trump even if they didn't like the guy as his personality is concerned. You can tell me they're going to want to go with DeSantis over a known Trump? Absolute ridiculous.
this. But our analysis isn't done there of what DeSantis is reported as having said to his big donors of his never back down political action committee. Based on all the data in the swing states, which is not great for the former president and probably insurmountable because people aren't going to change their views of him. I agree with that. I think at this point, you're either Trump, DeSantis, Biden, and maybe a few people for Mike Pence, uh, Haley, um, uh, Ramaswamy. I don't think Tim Scott is going to even blip. I think if anything, he might take votes away from Mike Pence or Nikki Haley. Or Ron DeSantis. I don't think anyone's been like, oh, I'm, I'm, tr-. I'd say, I, I say this, of course, there's going to be someone out there or a few people, but I'm saying as far as statistically significant, nobody is like, damn it, I was going to, I was all Trump, but now that Tim Scott's in the mix, I'm, he's my man now. I mean, really? No. No. I highly doubt that. Don't vote on race, folks. I'll admit I voted on race in 2008. Oh, but not for Obama. No way. I was staunch against Obama. Folks, I've been in this fight since before my 19th birthday. I've been a black conservative. When there were really no vocal black conservatives out there. That is why they are trying to silence me as we sit here Saturday, May 20th, 2023. I'm banned from YouTube, I'm banned from Twitter, I'm banned from Facebook. Yeah, I've got a little Facebook there, it's a a new account, they haven't figured it out yet. I'm a dangerous commodity, why? Because let's just, yes, Black Assertive Patriot is a name, it's marketing, okay? But very few people are going to fall for this race thing. I know plenty of white guilt conservative Republicans that wanted to tell their children and grandchildren, Opa, Papa, Grandpa, Abuelo, I voted for Obama in 2008. I think Obama legitimately won in 2008. Even though they rigged elections back then, it wasn't necessary, but he won. 2012, not so sure. Tim Scott doesn't have a hell, a uh, 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 snowball's chance in hell. But folks, Chris Christie, Tim Scott, DeSantis, all these people are going to make lots of money. They're going to make lots of money. Raise lots of money, have their expenses paid for the next year, and then land in other places and have other opportunities. It's a business, folks. It's a business. And all those grifters that are telling them that they could win or pretending they can win, taking millions of dollars from stupid-ass donors. I'm a little saucy. I'm a little spicy today, folks. I'm on the Trump train. And not because I'm loyal to Trump. Because Trump has been loyal to us. America first. MAGA. He's not perfect. He didn't put Hillary Clinton in jail. He surrounded himself with too many rhinos and people stabbing him in the back. But oh, I tell you right now, I really, really believe that President Trump is going to be a hell of a lot wiser this next time around. 
Maybe I'm just being overly optimistic. You tell me. The call, to which a New York Times reporter listened, came as a governor is expected to officially enter the presidential race next week, according to three people familiar with his intentions. And this has been verified, it seems like the same three sources, by Fox, CBS News, and one other outlet, I believe, from my reporting the last couple of days. So I think it's pretty solid that we're going to see DeSantis throw his name in that. He has to. He can't go any further and, ra- and can't raise money and can't do things without officially putting his name in the hat. Now, last time I checked, they haven't passed that law yet in Florida that would allow him to run and still be governor. We'll see how that all uh, that all uh, comes out. Well, let's go back to what DeSantis said here. He said, data in the swing states, based on all the data, he said. And then, he, but he's zeroing in on the on the swing states. Really, what data? First of all, let's talk about only three people that can win the presidency: him and Biden and Trump. And Trump comes in last. Well, four in ten say Congress should begin impeachment proceedings on Biden. That's right. Here we have four in ten likely voters believe Congress should begin impeachment proceedings on President Joe Biden. This is according to Rasmussen. It found forty-two percent of likely voters indicated that Congress should begin impeachment proceedings against. Biden. Doesn't sound like a guy that can easily win the presidency over Donald Trump. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Oh, what about Ron DeSantis? Well, looks like his favorability uh, rating has slipped over the past week. While Donald Trump remains steadfastly the most favorable candidate in a hypothetical Republican field. Now, remember, DeSantis says that he's the only one that can win the Republican Party primary and the generals. But this survey is showing that Trump remains the most favorable GOP contender. 78% of Republicans view him favorably compared to 20% who do not. That's what I'm saying. There's 20% of Republicans that don't like Trump. They like they like Republicanism light. They like they liked the genteel, tell you flowery things, but stab you in the back. Or they're warmongers. There are people that, that, we are, unfortunately folks, there are a lot of Republicans, there are a lot of Republicans that are for this Ukraine uh, funding that were all about, we should be in the Middle East, they're all about nation building. Not realizing that the whole thing is just a, uh, Military-industrial complex. Conspiracy theory? Oh, I don't know. A former president is the one who warned us of this. But I guess listening to people who actually know what's going on. Oh, I don't know. Maybe we had a former president maybe killed trying to put an end to the military-industrial complex. And I'm, and you, and we collectively are the tinfoil hats. Give me a freaking break. DeSantis does boast the second highest favorability rating. This is, all, this is according to our uh, morning consult po- uh, survey, by the way. But guess what? He has had a seven-point drop in favorability in the last two weeks. But go ahead, Ron DeSantis. Keep telling those money men everything they want to hear, whether it be true or not, that you are the one that can beat 
You're the one that can beat Trump and win the general election. Now you can, if for some odd reason, the now let, let, let's 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 suppose let's suppose here let's make another huge assumption. Let's just assume here, folks, for kicks and giggles, that Ron DeSantis is actually a good guy. He's on our side. He's playing the swamp because he knows something that we don't. That President Trump is just straight up not going to be able to run in 2024. They're going to assassinate him. He will be in jail with all these fake indictments. And that if Ron DeSantis doesn't run, we're automatically going to get a Biden. And that's that's why he's doing it. Let's just assume that that is what he is operating on. And he's just saying everything he needs to say for the donors because he really wants to save the country. He wants to distance himself from Trump and from MAGA to win over the other people because in the fact, in the end, President Trump is going to be dead or unable to run and he's going to be the man. Are you going to support Ron DeSantis then? Is that a possibility, folks, that Ron DeSantis is playing all of us and playing everybody because his whispers are telling him, look, like it or not, President Trump is not going to win 2024. He's just not going to be allowed to win because we're either, not we, the deep state is saying, hey, look, they're going to kill President Trump or they're going to they're going to jail President Trump. He's not going to be able to run in 2024. You should run in 2024 so that all the MAGA people can vote for you and you can become president. If that were to happen, do you think we'd actually get MAGA with Governor DeSantis? Once again, he's been a stellar governor. But is he really our guy to be in the Oval Office? I'm right now a never DeSantis guy. Unless by default, he's all we have. What are your thoughts, folks? Put it down below. Am I off my rocker? Am I off my rocker? Okay, I want to give you some more news. The Pentagon has overestimated the value of weapons. Okay, I, I, I want you to listen to this. I want, this, is the, this is Associated Press. This is the Associated Press. Tell me if they have an agenda or not. And tell me if that, uh, if that agenda, it doesn't look like a big old lipstick smooch on the arse of Zelensky and Ukraine. Yeah, let me just read this to you. First of all, let me give you the facts. There was a $3 billion accounting error, which we, we know is not an error, but there's a $3 billion accounting error by the Pentagon. Now, with an honest press that didn't have an agenda, that would be huge news. That would be an investigation into corruption, lying, or at the very least, government inefficiency, malfeasance, and dumbassery. If we had an honest press. But no. The idea is to spin. Okay, so now you have the facts, the basic facts. Now listen to how it's presented by the Associated Press. The Pentagon has overestimated the value of weapons it has sent to Ukraine by at least $3 billion, an accounting error that could be a boon for the war effort because it would allow the def Defense Department to send more weapons now without asking Congress for more money. Literally, that's one sentence, the first paragraph by AP, and they already spun it as a positive in favor of Ukraine. Everyone's in on the 
war mongering and the industrial military complex, military industrial complex. Yet I'm the one kicked off of YouTube for inciting violence as I'm a very vocal proponent of peace and not nation building and war. We live in truly evil times, folks. Biblical evil times. These are the last days prophesied by the great prophets of old in both the Old Testament and by Jesus himself and the apostles in the New Testament. Oh, but the AP is not done spinning this BS. The acknowledgement comes at a time when Pentagon is under increased pressure by Congress to show accountability for the billions of dollars it has sent in weapons, ammunition, and equipment to Ukraine, and, then, and as some lawmakers question whether the level of support should continue. It could also free up more money for critical weapons as Ukraine is on the verge of a much-anticipated counteroffensive, which will require as much military aid as they can get. Zelensky has previously said the offensive was delayed because they did not yet have everything they needed. The first three paragraphs of the AP reporter, of the AP AP report by Tara Kopp and Lita C. Baldor, or Baldor, are, hey, the uh, the Pentagon, wink, wink, made an accounting error, but guess what? That's good because Ukraine needs those money and those. Uh, weapons for their counteroffensive, and they didn't get it. But now that this, uh-oh, accounting error occurred, now there's no problem. They can do it to stave off and fight off that mean old Putin. You know, the one that we reported for years was in bed with um, Trump. That Trump was Putin's biatch and Putin's puppet. The error was caused when officials overvalued some of the systems sent to Ukraine. Using the value of money it would cost to replace an item completely rather than the current value of the weapons. Oh, that just sounds like a small little counting error. Anyone can make that error. I'm sure they didn't do it on purpose. I'm sure they didn't do it on purpose. Listen to Democrat Representative Crow. Even with $3 billion in extra Ukraine money, we have a supply chain issue and can't necessarily provide more. This is Jason Crow, a Democrat out of Colorado. This is his reaction. Even if we are able to provide more, we have a supply chain issue and our partners have a supply chain issue. It, do- it doesn't mean there is actually more to provide. Coming from a Democrat, that's probably a lie, meaning there's no problem getting more weapons to Ukraine. Crow stated that while it is a problem that the Department of Defense still can't properly account for its budget and assets and still fails audits, the good news is it doesn't appear as though it's going to materially affect the the provisions of our aid to Ukraine because we've been sending stuff very aggressively, very fast for 16 months now to Ukraine, and we'll continue to do that. So even if we are able to provide more, we have a supply chain issue and our partners have a supply chain issue. It doesn't mean there's actually more to provide. We can only produce munitions and weapons so fast. So having more money available, and it's actually unclear how much more we have available, doesn't mean we can actually do more at this point, which just obviously means they're going to be doing more at this point. Oh, don't worry about it, this accounting error, the Rep- this Democrat says out of Colorado. Don't worry about it. It doesn't actually mean we can send them more. Nod, nod, wink, wink. 
we are being hoodwinked. Folks, it hurts to pay taxes because of his mismanagement. But right now, it's not just painful. It, 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 it's the most painful thing I've ever had was what the doctors think. Oh, this is back in, this is after 9-11. This is after 9-11. Uh, I had this really, really bad pain that went from like my my uh, my right nipple all the way across my side to my back. And I was going crazy. So I went to, to my uh, dermatologist. And the dermatologist told me, dude, you haven't broken out yet, but that's a nerve track uh, shingles. And honestly, in my entire life, except for one time when I had my teeth whitened and they put two coats on, they said, we've got enough for a third coat, but it may be, you may be sensitive at this point. I said, hey, let's try for that third one. And just as they started, that's, that's the most recent worst pain I've ever felt. I, I mean, it was a shock to my body. I felt like I was going to pass out. For those that have experienced that, will uh, any kind of, you know, uh, mouth nerve pain will know what I'm talking about. Previous to that, the most painful thing I can remember ever feeling was that what the doctor said uh, was shingles. Now I say what the doctors say because I had all the symptoms of it, except I never had any kind of rash and I had any kind of breakout. But they gave me, I think it was Valtrex, whatever they give you for that and tons of painkillers and you know but i remember having put up with that pain for overnight until i until i made an emergency appointment with a dermatologist and i felt like i was absolute the worst pain ever i say all that to say this pain taxes before was like stubbing your toe or having a hangnail or a scrape very painful but you could put up with it with all this mismanagement of money and all this money going to Ukraine, open borders, kicking out our homeless vets to put in illegal aliens in luxury hotels, now paying taxes is like having nerve pain in the mouth while sitting strapped to a chair with shingles. At least it is for me. Now, Zelensky arrived in Hiroshima Remember, G7 is going on right now. I haven't reported on it. G7 is going on right now. That's where Joe Biden is. And that's where Ukrainian President uh, Zelensky arrived Saturday in Japan for talks with leaders of the world's most powerful democracies. He did his personal appearance and is meant to galvanize global attention as the nations ratchet up pressure on Moscow for its 15-month invasion of Ukraine. Bolstering international support is a key priority. Okay. Let me wet my whistle by drinking a little bit of water from the BCP podcast mug. Oh, you think I'm plugging my mug? No, I'm I'm plugging this Kirkland water from Costco. You got my product placement wrong. (laughs) I love you folks. I love you so much because you love America. You love Jesus like I do. You love freedom. You love liberty. You love the Constitution. That makes us brothers and sisters regardless of what you look like, 
what languages you speak at home, what your origin or ethnicity is, or your race, or which of the two genders you are. Because most likely if you, no, I shouldn't, yeah, if you believe there's more than two genders, you probably aren't watching this show. Now you might be non-binary. I've met several of our supporters that are lesbian, even transgender. I love you all. Thanks for being here. Thanks for your support. Thanks for your subscription. And let me know, are you getting your money's worth? I'm a fair and honest capitalist. If you are not getting your money's worth from my programming, please cancel. Cancel your, cancel your subscription and your support. By the way, I don't handle billing. I get billing questions. I don't handle billing. You can, uh, if you're on Patreon and you have a billing issue, just Google or DuckDuckGo uh, Patreon billing issues and it'll take you right to their FAQ on how to handle that. Same thing on Locals. I don't handle that. Same thing if you are paying for uh, a supporter on any of the podcasting networks and platforms. I, I don't handle the billing, folks. Go to the platform where you are listening to this and you've paid if you have billing issues. But if I am not giving you your $5 a month value, so that's 5 episodes a week, let's say four weeks out of uh, 20 episodes on average a month. If you're not getting your money's worth, don't, don't, don't support this channel. Don't support this show. But if you are, we appreciate very much your support. If only you got the value from our American, from American government as a taxpayer, as you do from this show, wouldn't that be great? If I could do anything, if I were a king of the United States, of course, that's ethical, right? I mean, we don't have kings. But if I were a king, boy, would I just slash. I'd slash the federal government probably 70% within the first 90 days. And our lives would be better for it. But it's this big bureaucracy that allows Zelensky to go to G7 and shake down the Western world for more money. Listen to this quote. Japan, G7, important meetings with partners and friends of Ukraine, security and, enha and enhanced cooperation for our victory. Peace will become closer today. That's what Zelensky tweeted as he arrived. Uh, they are, by the way, the, the plane was provided by France. Host nation Japan says Zelensky's inclusion stems from his strong wish to participate in talks with blocs and other countries that will influence his nation's defense against Russia. He's shaking people down. U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said that Joe Biden and Zelensky would have direct engagement at the summit. Oh, speaking of Jake Sullivan, we are now finding out that he served on a national security board with Hunter Biden for two years. For some reason, this is just now coming out. Hunter Biden and President Biden's National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, served together on the board of the Truman National Security Project, a liberal foreign policy think tank for roughly two years before Sullivan joined the president's campaign in 2020. At least that's what I'm just now seeing in the news as of May 19th, 2023, 
on on Fox News. Now I've re, I've reported other malfeasance by Jake Sullivan, but this is what we're finding out. Hunter, who started serving on the board in 2012, and Sullivan Sullivan both served on the Washington-based nonprofits board between 2017 and early 2019, according to the Internet Archives captured by the Wayback Machine. During that time, Hunter was also serving on the board of Ukrainian energy company Burisma and the Chinese private equity fund BHA Partners. The federal investigation into Hunter's foreign business dealings, which is still ongoing, also launched during the same time in 2018. Prior to joining the Truman National Security Project, Sullivan served as then Vice President Biden's National Security Advisor in the Obama administration, where he traveled to multiple countries with the elder Biden, including China. By the way, we also know that a video from the Obama administration's archive website shows that Sullivan was on the same infamous Asia trip where Hunter Biden and his daughter accompanied then-Vice President Biden on Air Force Two, in which he talked to China and then ended up getting billions or millions of dollars. So they served on the Truman uh, Project. Senator Hawley says Sullivan should resign immediately. Of course, that's not going to happen. That's yesterday's news, seriously. Well, I'm sure if we had all the information, there's a lot more incestuous relationships. But anyway, here's more salt on the wound. Here's more pain to your teeth whitening dilemma and your shingles, or at least my shingles and my pain in paying taxes. The debt ceiling, don't worry about the debt ceiling. Biden is set to send another $375 million in weapons to Ukraine. That's right. He's reportedly set to announce another $375 million in weapons aid for Ukraine. This is being reported today by Breitbart and Politico. That, that's all. I don't want to give you any more details on that. Obviously, not an issue when it comes to money and Ukraine. Now, according to Kev McCarthy, debt ceiling talks are on hold because the Biden team is being unreasonable. So the default is looming. Let it default. Let the whole damn thing fall apart. I don't care. If there's money to send for Ukraine, if there's money to put and house illegal aliens, then the government has way too much damn money as it is. Let the whole damn thing fall apart. I don't give a crap. We are days away from the U.S. government defaulting and Joe Biden refuses to budge after House Republicans pass a resolution. Biden is refusing to negotiate with McCarthy and McCarthy says that the debt ceiling talks are in pause. It's unclear when and if the negotiations will even resume. A reporter tried to ask Joe Biden about this today in Japan during the G7. And Joe Biden snapped at the reporter and told them to shush up. Can you imagine Trump doing that? Meanwhile, Biden is keeping Kamala Harris far away from the debt ceiling negotiations. The VP is uh, attending a WNBA game. She's in California, where I currently am, with no public events scheduled. These people don't take our nation seriously. Why should they? They're not even duly elected by the people. 
why sh should we think that they think that they're accountable to us? Have a great weekend, folks. Big hug to all of y'all. I'll be back on Monday. Ciao, goodbye. Big hug and God bless. And big hug to Anita, who I met today at uh, an event, a public event having nothing to do with politics in California this uh, morning. I was at the South OC Cars and Coffee and you're black sort of patriot. Yes, I am. Thanks to all of you. If you see me in the streets, if you see me in public, I'm a normal guy. I'm tickled pink when you see me in public. Come talk to me. Get your hug. For those that can't, take it virtually from me right now. Big hug. Ciao, goodbye. God bless. I'll be back. Gotta give us what we want. Uh. Gotta give us what we need. Hey.